Forgotten Liam versus Evil. Liam. What, Scott? Do people equal? People equal shit. Yes, correct. Where were we the weekend? We were at Slipknot in Behemoth. And people who listen to this podcast, a lot of you will identify as uh, we mad goffs. So, uh, yeah, you you understand that we enjoyed ourselves and had a great great, great time. We mad goffs. We mad goffs. (laughs) Should be the name of the group. (laughs) Scotland versus Evil's We Mad Goffs. (laughs) I'm alright with that. Yeah. Did you, did you see any of the pictures of uh, the hydro like, from people took seats, uh, pictures from Seton, like when it was in full swing, like middle of Slipknot, because no. the crowd was it was jam-packed. I've seen the place full before, but that was, I think that was properly, everybody who bought a ticket turned up. Because it turns out that Glasgow is like the majority made up of wee mad goths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I fucking love that. Yeah. Uh, how did you find it? Did you enjoy it? Uh, I enjoyed it, yeah. yeah. My head was fucking pounding after it and I only had like six pints <clears throat> yeah but you had a wee bag of snuff as well so that just fucking done it for uh, you that was the stupid right what is it called well I, I think it's snuff I don't know what he called it no snuff is like you sniff it por- porn where people fuck each other and <laughs> no, kill each other no snuff snuff is sniffing tobacco but you, it's no sniffing you put it in your gums right so it's so, something different then and it's no chewing tobacco either guff because <laughs> you put it in your gums well it was the stupidest thing you it was have. right someday one of our friends who shall not be named will call him Stoven <laughs> uh, offered me this little fucking thing that apparently it gives you like a mad nicky buzz like for 20 fags and one and I don't smoke and if I actually take a draw of a, of a cigarette I feel really sick so he offered me this thing and said Oh, the mint ones don't have any nicotine in it. You'll get some dunt off it. Scott said, don't do it. You'll fucking miss Behemoth and you'll be raging at yourself. I said, Scott, go fuck yourself. I can do what I want. I'm my own man. I put it in my mouth. Eight minutes later, projectile vomiting <laughs> in the toilet. And it was just big chunks of chicken. And I thought the wee bag had fell out my mouth. And it hadn't. So I had to then scrape in my mouth along with the big chunks of chicken to get the fucking wee bag of fake nicotine out my mouth and wonder what I'd done missed three songs of Behemoth absolutely raging went back out and Scott smugly staring at me like like I'm, I'm his bad child that is going to go to my room and no get any supper no I just said I tell you but who, the bad child was stoven because I sent him into the toilet to look after you I said you caused this you can go and see if he's alright I I all that did was draw more attention to the fact that I had just projectile vomited chicken all over the hydro toilets <laughs> so anyway don't do Guff or snuff or whatever that shit's called because that was not good. I think that's what my head was absolutely pounding all the next day. It's, yeah, it's the stupid thing. If you don't smoke, if somebody says, take this wee bag, put it in your mouth, it'll be like smoking 20 fags in a wani. See, even if I just smoked like one fag in a wani, like when I, when I did smoke, if I smoke it too fast, I still got a Nicky buzz, a Nicky overdose, and it, and it turns you green, and it's the worst feeling of it. It's like car sickness, it's disgusting. That's exactly what it was like. Like my legs were going, and I was like, yeah. I. I I might as well just call it and die because I don't want to live this life anymore. <laughs> it was painful. Anyway, Slipknot were brilliant. They didn't play My Plague or Left Behind or Spit It Out, which was quite upsetting. Yeah, I don't see by the time that like stuff like that happens, I don't really pay much attention because I've, I've had a couple of pints. I get dragged to the very, very front, which was actually pretty cool. Because um, <laughs> like I, I, I remember being at the front for that time we see them download 
like in the pish and rain, and it stopped raining when we were down at the front, and I ripped my poncho off, thinking I was like invincible, jumping in the mosh pit at the front of the download. It was great, and then the rain starts and the, the body heat and that, and you feel oh it's still warm. And then when you walked away and everybody dissipated, I was like, I am actually soaked through and freezing, and I might die tonight. <laughs> they do say that is a. Uh... The number one sign of invincibility, being able to rip a poncho <laughs> off. Not because I ripped the poncho off, I felt like I didn't need the poncho anymore. Felt like I was waterproof. But anyway, welcome to Scott and Liam vs. Evil, episode 116. I'm Liam. And I am Scott. And uh, this week is my pick. And just to give a little background on this, this pick was solely for revenge because Scott made me sit through his fucking shambolic nonsense. I'm not even going to call it a list. Top 10 <laughs> scrollings. And not only that, I then had to put up with people in the group talking about how they can't wait to watch Wild Rose because of Scott's fucking suggestion. Yeah, he's so fucking damn right. It's the best film for all last the, year. For all the amazing horror films we mentioned, Abdi still cares about Wild Rose. Have you ever read uh, The Faraway Tree? I, no, of course I haven't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's getting me on what, five pages? <laughs> well, that. What it is is a tree, and there's like a big character who's got a head as a moon, and there's all different characters which is is do this story. Yeah, that's a children's. It's seen in Blighton, right? But you climb up the tree, and when you go up the ladder into the sky and into the clouds, they land in a different world. Like each chapter is a different world, and after that top ten episode, I felt like I was in fucking topsy turvy land because <laughs> everything was fucking backwards. Oh, oh, Wild Rose sounds good. Like no, no, that's not the point of this top ten. Go watch Climax, go watch Bliss, go watch Tigers Are Not Afraid. Don't watch Wild Rose, which is about a, a lassie in Scotland wanting to be a country singer, just because Scott scrawled it down in what was meant to be a list. At least at least my film came out in 2019. The three films that you just talked about came out in fucking God knows when. I think 2017, 2018 and 2020. Anyway, enough of the lists. Let's talk about the fucking um, garbage nonsense, nonsense crap that you've picked this week. <laughs> so... I thought, let's really get my revenge on Scott and let's pick Tetsuo the Iron Man from 1989. Uh, it's directed by, and I'm about to... This 1989? 1989. Uh, maybe when I, did I, you I, think I, it was? Like, last year? <laughs> That's where I thought <laughs> it was so bonkers. Like, if I knew it was 1989, I'd, I'd looked at it with slightly different eyes. Do you ever do any research for these episodes, ever? I, don't, I mean, what, I, I watched it. I don't know what else I was supposed to do. Go on IMDb and go, I wonder when this came out. It also looks like it's from 1989. Yeah, I, I mean, I know it looked up, but then I watched mid-90s as well, and that looks as if it's been mid-90s, so these <laughs> things can that's, happen. <laughs> that is in the title. Yeah. Uh, so, I before, well, I'm going to murder the name, but it's directed by Shinya Tsukamoto. Uh, I'm sure he's not listening, so I don't need to apologise for murdering that name. Uh, and... Do you want the syn- Do you want the synopsis so you can actually understand what you've just watched? Yeah, let me let me know what I was supposed to be understanding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a businessman accidentally kills the metal fetishist who gets his revenge by slowly turning the man into a grotesque hybrid of flesh and rusty metal. Uh, it runs at sixty-seven minutes. It's filmed in black and white. It is an absolute rip-roaring roller coaster of a film, and there's no point in playing the trailer. Because, yeah, the trailer is just going to be noise. <laughs> Should we play the trailer? No, what's the point? Unless MD listening is Japanese, I'm going to understand what's going on. You know what I think we should do? 
instead of playing the trailer, we're going to play that clip of that we that we uh, kid trying to say the Celtic that Japanese Celtic player's name and the dad slagging them off because that's what I was going to do to you when I heard you try to pronounce the director's name. So that's what we'll do. Oh, okay, so the first we've got a Celtic player, Shun Suk Nakamura. Shunsuke Nakamura, you fucking dopehole. Okay, dad. Sorry, dad. Shinsuk, 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 Nakamura. Nakamura. Shinsuk, Nakamura, you fucking doughball. <laughs> sorry, Dad. <laughs> I don't want to advertise that because I feel so sorry for that wee boy. I know. <laughs> it's the sorry, <laughs> Dad. It makes you think that that is not the first time he's been tailed off. <laughs> Just forgetting the name of a Celtic player wrong. Uh, I saw Tetsuo the Iron Man, no trailer because it's batshit crazy. And let's get into it. I take it you, this was your first watch? Yeah, yeah, first first watch. But I did watch it in Awani because you told me, I said I was going to twos it and you said, no, you, you want to watch it all in one so you can understand what's going on. I said, Liam, <laughs> I'll, okay, I'll take that advice and see what happens. <laughs> my, uh, my note auto-corrected t- Tetsuo to Tesco, so that's I've kept it that. <laughs> Tesco the Iron Man? Tesco. I didn't even know it was called the Iron Man. <laughs> I did say to you uh, in the message when I said it's called Tetsuo the Iron Man. It's available in Shudder. Watch it. When you click Shudder, it comes up Tetsuo the Iron Man. To click play, you'll have to have actually looked underneath <laughs> this, this, the title Tetsuo the Iron Man. What do you do with those two things in the front of your fucking head? Do you use them? <laughs> they don't work very well, you know this. <laughs> well, my first note for this is uh, very old looking. <laughs> <laughs> very old looking so rather than IMDB I just assumed it was from 2019 yeah. <laughs> now is it supposed to keep jumping like that at the very start because it was very off putting yeah does it do that yeah because then as I got any just before it stopped doing it I got the uh, the wee buffering sign up and I thought wait was it my internet that was jutting out there or was it actually was it every oh, well, game was it doing a wee stutter it, the whole film did it see what it was doing at the start did it do it throughout the film for you no, no. then I you, your internet's just shit. okay so we start off with the, in fact do you know what I don't even know what the hell we start off with it's a black and white it's it's loud it's very industrial it did remind me a bit of a razor head um, yeah. and then a guy just cuts himself open and he just pushes a bolt into his leg and then there's a scene of pictures of basketball players on fire so he's the metal fetishist and what he's doing is try to the metal uh, fetishist Aye, he just Fetishist. loves fucking metal. He's a fucking doughball. He's a screwlets. <laughs> is doughball the word of the episode? Doughball's the word of the episode, aye. <laughs> uh, uh, he, so I assume the photos of all the athletes are because he wants to make himself strong, like the athletes. So what better way to do that than put a big iron rod in your leg and make your leg stronger than it would be if it didn't have a big iron rod in it? Yeah, because not only is he just fucking completely not having a, th- a second thought for the medical implications of cutting your leg wide open and sticking metal into your muscles, he's also not thinking of the engineering side of just sticking a bit of metal in. Isn't he going to turn them fast? You know, you don't just put a big bunch of metal together and then it just turns into a car. You need to know what's screwing together and make sure it all fits together. <laughs> the building of a car. Just screw some metal together. <laughs> Uh, it actually does run quite fast later on in the movie, so it obviously did work. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> right. The next scene you get, this guy's a fucking moron, honestly. He's acting shocked that there's maggots in his in his wound. 
and he's running up the street holding on to his leg. I'm like, what did you expect to happen? Well, I obviously expected to build Usain Bolt. Absolutely <laughs> rapid after he put that in his leg. Then he's just full of maggots. That's full of maggots. But Do you think every single bit in this could be a 90s, like you said, industrial MTV music video? Yeah. Like, see if you just put the first nine in, uh, Pretty Hate Machine, the first Nine Inch Nails album, if you just put that on and muted the movie, it just feels like an, like an extended music video, which would be an awesome thing to do, and I think we should do that. I'm going to do that for fun, actually. If, if, there, was a, if there was music on it, and it was like a music video that you'd watch it and you think, right, okay, that was kind of some cool imagery put together. But see, when you're watching it as a movie, it's supposed to have some form of narrative. You're like, ah, this is... I don't understand what the hell this is. Like, honestly, like, see, there'll be people who've listened to this episode who have, who have watched this, right? Now, there are people, right, there's people, right, okay? Because when we were talking about doing this movie, there are people who have watched this on purpose before you even mentioned it. There's also people, right, get this, right, you ready? People who have watched a sequel to this fucking monstrosity. So, th- those people exist, you're one of them. Do you want to hear something even better? There's people who've watched all three of them. Three? Get to fuck. No. <laughs> yeah, there's Tetsuo the Body Hammer, which is the second the one, and Tetsuo the Bullet Man, which is the the close <laughs> the closing of the trilogy. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Incidentally, episode 118 is Tetsuo <laughs> 2 the Body Hammer, and episode 120 <laughs> is Tetsuo 3 the Bullet Man. There will be people who have uh, never heard of this movie before that have watched it for this episode and some of them will then be split into two camps of what the fuck is this and oh that's pretty good let me find these sequels and there'll be other people listening to this episode who have never watched it at all and just wondering these boys will describe a movie and I'll see if it's if it sounds good I like them to hear them talking that's, I don't know how to describe this movie to you if, you if you're in the camp of never having seen this movie because I don't even know what I watched all right, so I don't even know how to describe the scenes that's 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 coming up, and the movie's only about an hour long as well, so it's really hard to try and stretch out notes for nonsense. And I, usually you bitch and moan about the long runtime of films that I pick, so I picked a nice short one for you. And also, if anyone's listening and is surprised that you've watched something and don't understand what's going on, they have never listened to this <laughs> show before. It's very rare that you understand what's going on. You don't even understand how to make a top ten fucking list, let alone a movie. <laughs> Right, so our, our man with the pole in his legs runs up the street and there's a car crash, right? But we don't have enough to actually crash a car, so we'll play some jazz and move a handheld camera around the number plate. <laughs> yeah. But did you get that there was obviously a car crash? Well, that's after I said that out loud, I thought, was it meant to be symbolise a car crash, yeah? Yeah. So okay. it worked. So there you go, you're actually... Well done, you're actually understanding this more than a lot of other movies, so the wee jazz moving around the number plate has worked. You've picked it up. <laughs> That's one point. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't think anything has really happened yet. It's just a series of images, but now we are in a, some kind of industrial club with a Japanese Buddy Holly having some form of seizure. Right. The Japanese Buddy Holly is the, the man, so a salary man. Salary man? Yeah, in Japan. Like a businessman? Like, yeah, businessmen are called salarymen. So they're the ones that go to the pub after, like, after the office and stuff, and just the the, the salarymen. He and his girlfriend ran over the metal fetishist. How was I supposed to know that? Because they were in the car, and the the jazz music played with the number plate, 
symbolising a car crash and then when it cuts back to them you see that it's the same man that was driving the car obviously you don't see it because sometimes you get confused as to what Japanese man oh, is what right. Japanese man <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you've not followed that bit but yeah he's a, he Injection. ran over the metal fetishist and then disposed of the body how did okay. you get all that from the close up of the number plate and then him having a seizure in a nightclub because the guy was running down the street and a car hit him or a car appears and it's like crash and right. then they dispose of the body okay, okay. alright okay. talk about it um, so then you've got some now who's shaving is that the is that the Buddy Holly guy that's the salary man yeah well right. let's just call him Buddy Holly right because he's taking his glasses off that's how I couldn't recognise him so he's shaving and uh, it's like it takes him there's a wee bit of metal on his, there's a wee bit in his face right a wee kind of spot thing it's like a wee bit of metal because you're up close and you get to see it but it's like it took him to try and actually shave over it before he even noticed it was in his face. It's clearly like it's right on his cheeks. That's the first thing uh, you would notice. Uh, but it, you're only noticing it because there's high contrast in the black and white in his real world. That's all in colour. So Aye. maybe, so, maybe uh, his right, you try tell me. You try to tell me that if you've got a bit of metal sticking out your face, you're not going to notice it until you accidentally try and shave it. No matter what colour you're looking at it. <laughs> exactly. Are you okay? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Right, there's no subtitles in this movie yet, right? There's no subtitles in this movie so far, but they're just repeating Moshi Moshi over and over again. And I think, right, this is this is how much a Japanese I know, I think that means hello or goodbye or both. <laughs> I think it is... Yeah, Moshi Moshi is hello. Yeah. Yeah. So they just, they're on the phone just going, Moshi Moshi, Moshi Moshi, Moshi Moshi, Moshi Moshi, Moshi Moshi. And like, wait... But I don't. Yeah, is that not when they're on the phone and they're uh, they're talking about the guy that they ran over? <clears throat> yeah, so why did you go? Hello, 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 hello. Because hello. It's, uh, hello. Uh, hello. it's just meant to be. Oh, it's weird. What's going on? It is. <laughs> it's certainly weird. There's subtitles now, right? <laughs> okay, time to go over this one-inch barrier and see if Bong Jun Ho was right. Although, <laughs> by the way. I suspect that there are loads of shite films from abroad too, by the way. There probably are, yeah. Aye. This is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, up to this point, right, um, other than being half-robot creatures, I have zero idea what is going on. Like, absolutely no idea at this point. The, what you've described to me about the salary man and the car crash and they've had the body is kind of making a bit more sense to me, but when I was actually watching it, I've... No, not a bit. Not a <laughs> not a jot. Did you think, so far though, the effects have been quite good? Like the leg opening? Think, no. This is 1989. I, I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that at the time. Right, so now, thinking back, it's 1989, you're thinking back to that effect. Do you think the effects are done well? The answer is yes. I yes, mean, they are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was, yeah, it was, it wasn't awful to watch some of the, the, the individual scenes. Yeah. <laughs> the, we got a girl at this point and she just rips her boob off. Right, so she's at the train station and she notices like a little pile of metal on the floor and she touches it. Remember that bit? I remember the girl at the train station, yeah. Yeah, so she she prods it and then she becomes, like, the metal takes over her and then she becomes this mad metal woman. And that's when she squeezes her own tit off. <laughs> but why? <laughs> so how does she, t- how does, where's this love and metal coming from? I don't understand where the metal came from. It's just on the floor of the train station. Aye, but why is it alive and infecting people into metal people? 
I assume because the metal fetishist has something to do with it. Hmm. Right, so now I'm asking, wait, where, where the fuck is the original guy? Is he inside one of them? Because you get to see him like inside like, like inside a big bunch of metal and he's just atop his head all the time and he's just banging about. That's actually the, the salaryman, I'm sure, then starts becoming that. Yeah, but then you see him walking about normally, but then you see as if, as if somebody's inside, I thought maybe he was inside the salaryman's head or body, like controlling him like a robot. It's very all over the place. Well, I'm glad you've admitted that and uh, <laughs> can see that I'm where I'm having trouble here with this story. <laughs> right. Okay, right? Yeah. Now, you thought it was mental that I'm saying, is, is the guy inside one of them, right? You thought, that's how, what the hell is this? He's talking about this. This film can't get any more mental. So he is now growing rockets on his feet. <laughs> we exhaust pipes. <laughs> Fucking exhaust pipes. Fucking exhausted. I'm watching this. <laughs> You just come out his feet like your rockets at the back. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. Right, now, I don't know if he shoots his rockets off. It's ve- is it think, sh- think it- about Japanese cartoons. Yeah, so does he you shoot his it- rockets feet like across the town at this point? Does he do a fast travel at this point? Yeah. And it's just like really, really fast stop motion. He doesn't move his feet, he just he just kind of rockets up and down the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I've watched this three or four times and there's a lot of it I don't get and I think that's part of the fun that every time you watch it you get a little bit more well I tell you what we're about to get right because <laughs> because you honestly thought that that's the most bizarre thing I would say he's, that he's glued rockets at his ankles right but holy Christ now he's glued to the floor and he's about to be ash raped from a feral woman with a loving pipe penis <laughs> <laughs> I give up man I give up I did the first time I watched it. I did question like, is this sexy in Japan? Is this because people made me watch that fucking anime? I'm trying to look at it in the shelf. Uro something something. It's just technical porn. We've talked about it before. It's just it's just people getting fucked with by giant tentacles. And I'm thinking, right, okay, I get it. Japanese culture find different things sexy than the British culture, but. Is this where the woman try to fuck the the metal man with her big elongated exhaust penis? Is that sexy? Could you see yourself ripping the heat off it to it? No, I just didn't understand where it came from and why she, why was she, why did that happen? See, at that point, I don't know. I think you need an explanation. I think it's just right. This is happening. Well, <laughs> whether you like yeah, it or not, that, this is happening. Yeah, that's what she said. The guy just brace yourself because this is happening, mate. <laughs> No, the the question isn't like what's got, the question is the next scene that they just they're just banging normally consensually and without robot appendages. Is this where they're banging in the woods? No, they're still banging in the house. They're still banging in the house. Yeah. Hey, so maybe it's all on his head. Yeah, because, yes. I don't. I, I don't fucking know. I just enjoy the film. Because they're, they're banging, right? <laughs> they're right. They're really going for it, right? Having mega sex and they're dead sweaty. And I'm going to talk about this because I know I've got a note about the sweat coming up soon, like in my notes. <laughs> and they're just like, they're properly banging, right? There's no robot appendages or anything else left. And then either when they're finished or they just stop to have a break, he goes and makes us some sausages and scrambled egg. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, why wouldn't you? <laughs> reminds me back to that FHM article I remember reading I talked about another episode where it says the ten, 10 steps to guarantee an orgasm and it was like 7 take a break and make her a sandwich 
that's his, uh, so that's what he's done. He's took a break with the sex to make her some scrambled eggs and sausages. I'll tell you what, though, it is the sexiest scrambled egg and sausages I've ever seen. <laughs> he's licking that sausage like it's a bobby. We all get the euphemism there. But I tell you what, though, he's got to ruin the non-stick in that frying pan, scrape it with the fork the way it is. Nonsense. <laughs> Absolute fucking crazy behaviour. It's, na- it's 1989. Did they have Teflon? Yeah, they probably like didn't then. have Teflon then, I. I don't know if they did. This could be one of those situations... Like that time we said uh, it was like 1930s did they even have trains <laughs> <laughs> we don't fact check things we say so they maybe did have Teflon in the 1980s I have no idea when that was invented I know I feel like Teflon's brand new like the last like our lifetime like maybe you thought this movie was fucking brand new as well <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm putting money but nothing right <laughs> now they put the he puts the frying pan away the French their, uh, their wee mint quite snack and um, now he has a big drill dick <laughs> 5 out of 5 finish your review that's it the movie can't be beaten <laughs> I don't understand why we're now back to robot appendages and then he runs away and hides in the toilet and then she's like ah, let me in nothing scares me I'm like not even robot dicks in that's, that's pretty well good on you oh, to, to be fair she never put up any argument when he stopped having sex with to make a scrambled egg and sausages so she's obviously fair game yeah. For anything. Yeah. The um. So they they start right. Fuck me, man. Right. They start having. <laughs> they start having a big fight, right? They come out and I think he's his. I don't know if his drill dick's got a mind its own. He's trying to bang her or whatever. But she's like, no, you, no, it's not happening, mate. We're, we're not. We're not going back to that. Uh, you can forget steps eight, nine, and ten. I'm satisfied <laughs> enough. And uh, they have a wee fight, and then she goes and grabs the pan. Um, the, 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 the frying pan and just puts it on his face to burn him but I tell you what why did he put the sausages back on the hob that pan should not be hot they've eaten their meal they're not he's not recooking it the eggs are going to be ruined if he's put them back on the heat it just didn't make any sense yeah and I'm so glad that that is the point we're focusing on <laughs> in a movie where folk grow exhaust pipes at their feet big octopus dicks the, the 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 biggest worry here is well annoyed burnt his sausages by leaving them <laughs> on the hob too long. Yeah, I'm a cooking snob. These are the things that I pay attention to. <laughs> um, so then he gets a uh, recharge from the plug socket. This is that's correct, yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Oh man. So some some point, he she manages to stab him in the neck with a fork or a knife or something, and can kill him. And then she sits on his drill dick after she thought she killed him. She's upset at killing him, so she then decides, right, well, I'm going to kill myself and what better way to kill myself in this very moment than throw myself onto this gigantic drill dick. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet story, that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, a great way to go. Yeah. Everything always goes back to Shakespeare, even, even big metal drill dicks. <laughs> right. So now what we've got is that she's now killed by Joel Dick, and I think Joel Dick wakes back up again because he's not actually dead. Is that correct? Yeah. Now, my next one: What is happening now? Uh, an old sweaty man talking about a genius putting metal in someone's brain. I don't. Right. Who this old again, guy is? Everything I'm saying could be absolutely nonsense. I don't know who the old guy is, but what I think is happening is that. They've killed the metal fetishist. Oh, they've not killed him. They knocked him down. The metal fetishist wants to get his revenge. So 
some way, somehow, has planted metal inside this guy's body, which is now taking over, it's eating away at his mind, which is why they're then getting flashbacks, where is it happening, is it not happening, and then he starts actually becoming metal, he's becoming the Iron Man, Tetsuo, the Iron Man. Kind of, do you imagine that was the Iron Man that was in the Avengers? <laughs> it would be a whole different fucking story. <laughs> Hulk would be getting raped. Thor <laughs> would be getting raped. <laughs> and do you know what I want to bring out here? What, what, what I want to talk about? None of them actually look sweaty, by the way. They all look fucking soaking. I think, apparently they filmed this over 18 months or 16 months. And by the end of it, all the crew had left. Like, every day, an crew member would leave because apparently it was fucking torture trying to film a movie. The only people were there at the end were the director, who's also the metal fetishist, the the other camera woman, who's also the girlfriend, and the guy who plays the salaryman. Everybody else had fucked off because it was a nightmare. So, when they're soaking, they probably are absolutely drenched with sweat because they're filming this in the tiny wee apartment full of metal and just nonsense. He doesn't even look like a robot or a metal man, by the way. He just looks like he's covered in rubbish. <laughs> he looks... Right, did you used to watch The Mighty Bush? No. Uh, well, never mind then. <laughs> he, looks like, <laughs> he looks like a character for The Mighty Bush. Like the one that cleans the windows. The look at them shine. Look at them shine. He looks like that because he was just... That guy was just covered in rags. But you could tell there was clearly a human in it. that They had just been covered in rags. It's kind of the same. But they did, this did it first. This preempted The Mighty Bush. One point. <laughs> it's almost, at some points, looks like the robot lady at the end of Superman 3, which, by the way, is a standalone scene, makes way more sense than this entire movie and is more scary and full of horror than this entire film you've made me watch. I bet. I think if you if you watch this in the dark, turn the lights off, didn't really know what was going on, there's probably bits of creeping terror. That, what is going on here? What am I watching? That doesn't look right. That's fucked up, that's weird, and then it stays with you for days. I can imagine it getting played in a kind of an industrial bar. Like, I don't think Saw's not industrial enough. Maybe like um, maybe like that horror bar we had in a, um, uh, Budapest. Budapest, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. No, Prague. Prague? Yeah. <laughs> whatever, um, whatever yeah, that, uh, yeah, so in that horror bar, one of the tellies just playing this silently in the corner. Yeah, okay. yeah, I can get that. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, I don't. This is I'm reading verbatim. I don't even really know how to take notes. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Who is that wee guy that's laughing all the time? Who is the inside boy? What are these fast moving around the town scenes? Your first note of I don't really know how to take notes is just an admission <laughs> on your part. That's got nothing to do with the film you're watching. Everything else, the guy who's maniacally laughing is the metal fetishist from the start. So he's laughing yeah. in his own apartment because he's controlling or possessing or whatever he's doing to this guy. So it's him that's kind of maniacally laughing. And then the running about town is the Saruman trying to find the metal fetishist and find out what's happening to him and try and stop it. Okay. As he's becoming the Iron Man. Right, okay. Uh, so now he's a big magnet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now the cat is turning metal. <laughs> That's an excellent scene. 
poor cat, man. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't see any trivia about that cat, but there's no danger those cats get away from that unscathed. Those cats are definitely dead, and that oh, saddens yeah. me. Yeah. Um. So, the outside boy, right, I'm calling the outside boy, this is salaryman. I've called him the outside boy. The outside boy can invent solder and tinfoil. What a superpower that is. I think he's just... <laughs> He's taking over all the metal, so as he's running around the town, he is he's absorbing the metal. He's becoming Iron Man. He is taking all metal things. As soon as he touches it, all the metal sucks up into him, and he he becomes more and more of the the metal character that the other guys turn him into. It makes perfect sense, Scott. I don't understand why you're not following. <laughs> right, the last year that got a. Uh... Ravaged with the with the robot dick. How is she? She's now in the bath. How is she alive now? Because I thought he punched her head off. Yeah, I think that's just like in a flashback, possibly. Or is she alive? Is he making her alive by sucking the metal out of her? I, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. Like the iron in her blood? Is that how far the metal goes to? Possibly. There you go. Oh man, like straight up here, <laughs> Liam. Man, come on, to fuck! What the hell's going on? <laughs> See when, see when I told you that uh, that was my pick and you literally messaged me and said right I need to watch it in my breaks at work or do you think it'll be okay if I sit with Lauren and watch it? Do you understand now why I said no Lauren will absolutely hate it do not sit with your wife and watch this do you get that now? Yes I wish I had do also you... took that advice and not watched either but here we are <laughs> Do you wish a wee party though that you had actually sat down with her to watch it just to see what she made of it? Yeah <laughs> There's always uh, Tetsuo too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Who's this cunt with the flowers? And why did she turn into him? And then I thought that was outside boy. I don't know what that means. I think the guy with the flowers is the metal fetishist. Right. I think. So then, how does he? She just she stands up at the bath. She turns like all the metal touches covers her like stop motion, and then the metal comes away from her face, and she's turned into the fetishist. So maybe maybe he uses metal to take over people. That again. I mean, that doesn't <laughs> make know. any sense. <laughs> now my next note, right? I am rushing through this because the the, the honestly the movie. If you've if you watch the movie, you'll know it literally just fucking powers through all these bizarre scenes back to back. Now, this next note kind of harks back to what you were telling me about the crew, how they all fucked off. How long would it have taken them to do that stop motion running about the town stuff? And again, for the late 80s, for a wee low-budget, kind of self-financed, filming it yourself with your pals, the stop motion has actually done quite well. No, it's done well, but I'm saying how long would it have took them? Oh, fucking, yeah, well. Again, that's why the crew all fucked off. Think about it, if it took 18 months to film this film, you've seen what happens in this film, that's a long time. That's 17 months doing the stop motion and the rest of it's just... Fucking just let it run. Let's let the camera run for a couple of hours, and we'll just pick out the best bits. <laughs> that suggests that what these people do for fun is just like, fuck each other with big drill dicks. <laughs> yeah, it's Japan in it. <laughs> um, right. This is like a shit Power Rangers or Godzilla movie. Only it's two normal-sized dickheads. One dressed as the kitchen junk drawer, and the other is uh, Shitsu Kanakuri. Who the fuck's that? Yeah, like I, yeah, you do a bit of Google and you find out what you look like. <laughs> it was a, it was an old uh, 
Japanese Olympian, and he was wearing the same kind of outfit as the boy was wearing at the start. That's why. I... Uh, but so I, you got knew, a... I knew that before I googled it. So. Did you know that yeah, before you googled yeah. it? Everybody knows who Shiso Kanakuri is. You're, reading, you're obviously reading that name off a bit of paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, you can literally watch a movie with five Japanese guys in it and not know who any of them are. So there's no danger that you remember any Japanese... What did you say it was? A powerlifter? A weightlifter? Uh, uh, Olympian? No, I was a runner. A runner? Yeah. Right. There's no way you knew that. Mm-hmm. Right, go. Top five Japanese athletes. Uh... Well, Shitsu Kanakuri, obviously. <laughs> you say his name different every time. No, I said that was the same way. Um, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, obviously. <laughs> um, that wee guy that's playing for Spurs now. Right, okay, right, that's enough. <laughs> I don't know if he's Japan, he may be Korean, I'm not sure. Right, that's enough. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, they're really good at gymnastics as well, you know? <laughs> We've got loads of, loads of gymnastics um, players. <laughs> Let's just pretend I never asked you that. <laughs> We've, opened. We've opened up a can of worms that we now can get back in. Let's just, let's just leave that can sitting and walk away from it. Okay, let's go back to this movie and I'll tell you what's happening now, right? There's a third guy. There's a third guy who's turned up for somewhere and he's just pulled his rod dick off and he's beating the other guy up with it. The, the guy's having flashbacks to being beaten by a metal rod by an old man uh, back in the you day. Know, he, it's, he's, it's a rod dick. He pulled it out his trousers. Like he, he made it straight out his trousers. direction and then just started beating him with it. Not everything you pull out your trousers is a dick. You pull your wallet out your trousers. It's not a wallet we're, dick. We're in a movie where people are turning into metal and there's big moving metal dicks. This, he was pulling out a, <laughs> he was pulling out a metal dick. I ah, see, I think your head's getting dirtier than the movie. I think this was generally just a rod that he was just beating the wee boy. No, how can you or... tell me? How can I get dirtier than the movie? <laughs> Honestly, fucking spinning fucking metal dicks, which is ridiculously unrealistic girth as well, by the way, on that thing. And I'm the one that's getting too dirty. An unrealistic girth on a big spinning metal dick? What is a realistic girth on a big spinning metal dick? I don't know, like, maybe the width of a pint glass, maybe? Maximum? The width of a pint glass? Yeah. It would kill someone. Yeah, that's what, well, obviously... <laughs> right um, I have no idea truly no words I don't know what I watched but the jazz outro music was nice so is that, is that the end of your notes? that's the end of my notes I've got a final summation but um, that's that's me at the end of the movie right okay uh, I just let's go for your your final summation then okay um, I don't think I have a final summation. This was this was bizarre, bonkers, nonsense. How they've made a sequel, I will never know. This is not a movie anyone can enjoy. This is something to have on in the background of an industrial themed bar or club. This is for this is cult for the sake of cult, not because it's actually good. I don't think I can rate this. I don't think it should stand alongside actual movies. This is nothing to do with the subtitles or it being foreign. It was just garbage. No rating out of five. Fuck off. It's just it's it's not. I mean, I found I found fun in discussing the 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 scenes put together and 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 doing this episode. But it's not. I don't think I'll ever ever watch that again. There's nothing in it. Which I don't understand. What's how that's a cult classic? Right, well, you, right. IMDb. You know how hard it is to get a good rating in IMDb. 
Like there's yeah, movies no, that we'll, we'll give four or five. You know, have you ever noticed that anime always gets high ratings because it's the only people who enjoy it are the people who's watching it? That's why this is probably a higher rating because it's only people who have enjoyed it that's watched it until now. Because I'm going to go and rate it zero. Well, that's fine because seventeen thousand seven hundred fifty-six other people have rated it seven out of ten on IMDb, or that's the average. Seven out of ten is a fucking outstanding rating for IMDb. I don't understand do you know why. Because the movie is fun. See, like I don't like David Lynch. I talked about it before. I like Lost Highway. That's it. I can't get into Twin Peaks. I can't get into Razorhead. Uh, I try to watch Mulholland Drive again and again and again. I still don't have a fucking clue what's going on. But there's people out there that would swear down that David Lynch is the best thing since sliced bread. And I get that. I, I get that people love him. This movie is very similar. There's some people that just enjoy the absolute exhilarating madness of this film. This film is non-stop. It's wild. It's crazy. It's funny because things that are happening that you're not expecting, you don't even need to know what's going on. It's just, it is. It's just a ride. And I, I get why people would love us. I get why it's a cult film. If this played at the GFT. I guarantee if I said to you Scott you're going to watch Tetsuo at the GFT you'd be like fuck it aye because that would be some laugh with a pint and a wee bag of tobacco in your mouth <laughs> that gets you high as fuck like you would you would enjoy it I can totally see how it's a cult film I can see why folk get not get it because I don't think there's anything to get or truly understand for the film but as far as filmmaking goes just deciding that like, this is what I want to do so you're doing the effects yourself you're doing the stop motion yourself you're in the movie your pal's helping you film it and at the end of it this is what you get you're like right, we've created some sort of magic here because you couldn't set out to create this film in no way was this film planned from the start this film is just what they've, they've, they've set out to do something and this film is the, the end result of the absolute shambolic happening as they were filming it. And I think that's beautiful. It's Worth way more than 0 out of 5. Way more. So much more that I gave it a 4. <laughs> what? Fuck's right. sake, man. I don't, I don't understand how your mind works. Do you know, the third one came out in 2009. Yeah. Have you watched the other two? I've not, I've not. I've watched the second. I've got the second... The, the Blu-ray comes with the, the first and the second. I've not watched the third. I'm assuming the third one isn't that good or isn't well-received at all, the fact that it's not part of the Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. So what... Um, right, so the second one gets 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. And apparently... I say apparently. That one is just as batshit crazy. It's the third one. I've not I heard anything of. Uh, I don't even think it... Is there a rating on IMDb for it? Uh, the third one, five point seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I did a review of that. I've, de- I've no, I've no, I've ever seen that. I've no seen it available anywhere. But the second one, I've only ever watched once. But that was probably less mental than the first. But if you are given the first zero, then don't even bother with the second. You're not going to enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say maybe I'll give it a wee... No, but I'm just going to keep it. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving it a zero. Don't, a zero. No, don't change it. You can't give it a zero. You had fun talking about it. You wouldn't... I suppose you probably would turn it off. If it was on in a bar, like you say, that fucking bar in Prague, 
you tell me that you would turn the other way, you'd sit at the bar and not face the screen because you don't want to watch this abomination of a film, it's zero, you hate it and everything it does hurts you and you despise and you can't even look at it, is that what you're saying? Yeah but I don't know what I would rate it as because it's, it's, I just don't get it. Rate it, it as an exp- a cinematic experience. That was an experience alright, that's for sure. Five out of five? No. Four? I'll go one and a half. Two. I'll give you one, one. and a half. I'll give you one and a half. One and a half. Uh, one and a half robot dicks. <laughs> this is the one that I was looking forward to. I mean, everything that happens in this film, I thought, oh, the rating system's going to be good to you. <laughs> and you you've kind of let me down with just robot dicks. I know, I know. It's because I didn't write it down. Uh, one and a half uh, ankle exhausts. <laughs> one and a half ankle exhausts out of five. That's your lot. That's what you're getting. Right. It kind of makes saying. me think that um, if we if we um, finally get plans to make a, a short mo- movie this year, that it has to be better than this. So I'm now going to make a point that if we make a short film this year, it's going to be the exact same as this. <laughs> there's going to be stop motion. There's going to be big flailing dicks everywhere. <laughs> At the end, it nobody's going to have a fucking clue what's went on, but we've enjoyed ourselves. Really. There you go. So, have you learned your lesson though? Next year, when we do a top 10 list, what are you going to do? Well, I'm not going to put Tetsuo in it, that's for sure. Ah, that's because it came out in fucking 1989. <laughs> but what are you going to do? You're going to actually make a list. No just scrollings, no just ramblings, no just picking daft movies that you've fucking seen on the side of a bus. You're going to actually think about your list. Otherwise, this is going to happen again. And again, and again, I'm going to keep picking movies like this. And you have to watch them. And you're going to hate me for it. And it's your own fault. It, no, I, I do, I do uh, agree and say quite often that it is the only... Um, that is the reason why I watch these movies. I would never watch them if you hadn't picked them. He's still be sitting there just watching Wild Rose over and over and over. Come on, give it a two. Um, no, I'm 1.5 and that's what you're getting. <sighs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm upset by it, but I'm, I'm glad. I can't believe you actually watched it. I thought you would turn it off 20 minutes in. Uh, do you know, because I had an empty and I was just sitting watching it and it was like I had, it was like early in the morning. I had just I dropped blown off at work and I got back in the house for like 8 o'clock and I'm just sitting there watching it while my neighbours were all going to work and they can all see my telly now because it's on the wall so they were just watching me watch this nonsense <laughs> oh, that, that, that image of that is quite satisfying mm-hmm. right, that. Uh, right cool so we will take a short break and we'll be back with something a little bit different so People have been screaming at us, pleading with us to bring back. Uh, few people will remember because few people have been with us from the very start. But we used to do a thing called the Conspiracy Corner or Creepy Corner or just weird, wacky shit we found on the internet. So, guess what? I found something. Do you want to hear it, Scott? I do, yeah, because this is different from the old Creepy Corners and I have absolutely no idea what you're about to tell us. So, I'm excited. This was just an article that uh, it was actually Elaine that found it and sent me it, and it is from a newspaper. I thought, this is amazing. I don't know when the story was, though. So, uh, 
I should probably googled that before, but Google it yourself. So the headline is Florida couple arrested for selling tickets to heaven. Oh, so, I've heard, yeah, yeah, okay. I've heard have you heard it? Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, right, so let's pretend you've not heard it. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Everyone listening goes, "Oh, I wonder what's going on." Even Scott yeah. doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, a couple in Florida, Tito and Amanda Watts, were arrested a few days ago for selling golden tickets to heaven to hundreds of people. They sold the tickets in the street for $99.99. Smart. Uh, per ticket, and they told buyers that the tickets were made from solid gold and that each ticket reserved the buyer a spot in heaven. Simply present the ticket at the pearly gates and you are in. The fucking weird thing is that people actually bought these tickets. So I tell you what, no, the, the thing is, you shouldn't get in trouble for that because if people are fucking stupid enough to buy them, then... The only thing they can get in trouble with is saying that they're made of pure gold because I doubt they're made of pure gold. Yeah, I suppose they're probably our Trump supporters. Uh, Tito Watts said in his police statement, I do not care what the police say, the tickets are solid gold. So Tito Watts is also <laughs> saying to you, Scott, I don't care what you say, these tickets are definitely solid if we'll, gold. Well, when he puts it like that, I guess he's probably... <laughs> and it was Jesus who gave them to me behind uh-huh. the KFC and told me to sell them so I could get me some money to go to outer space. <laughs> I don't see how anyone can argue with Tito. No, his logic's flawless, man. Jesus met him by yeah. KFC. As you would. Why would be, K- of course, if, there's a, if Jesus is going to be anywhere on earth, it's going to be KFC quite often. <laughs> Sell these tickets yeah. and you can get into outer space. Not heaven. Not heaven. Because <laughs> why would Jesus want you to come to heaven? Jesus wants you to go to outer space. Yeah. Uh, I met an alien named Stevie who said, if I got the cash together, he would take me and my wife on his flying saucer to his planet that is made entirely of drugs. <laughs> I think he's got enough drugs you should arrest Jesus because he is the one that gave me the golden tickets <laughs> I'm willing to wear a wire and set Jesus up <laughs> Tito's statement is the best thing I have ever read oh man and Amanda's statement uh, she said there's more we just wanted, yeah yeah Amanda said that we just wanted to leave earth and go to space and do drugs I did not do anything. Tito sold the golden tickets to heaven. I just watched. Police said that they confiscated over $10,000 in cash. So, over $10,000 in cash. That, for, in golden tickets. I, I, I'm shit your mass. I can't, I can't work that out. I'm like shit your mass. A thousand tickets? Is it? I think so. A hundred? A thousand? I am, I'm fucking terrible, man. <laughs> anyway, police said they confiscated over $10,000 in cash. Drug paraphernalia and a baby alligator. <laughs> That's it. That cleanse. You know, what was the alligator doing? Did, did did someone swap an alligator for a ticket to heaven? Because I don't know if that's a fair swap. I think I'd rather have the baby alligator. When you're when you're doing good business, you know, when you're selling bits of paper for a hundred bucks a pop, you eventually take an alligator. <laughs> How good does that planet? Made entirely of drugs, sounds that Stevie Stevie was going to take them to. <laughs> I feel bad they didn't make it. <laughs> never say never. Obviously, if Jesus appeared to him behind a KFC, uh, then it could always happen again. No, Jesus, he's ratted Jesus out, man. There's no way Jesus is going to trust him again. What do you think's actually happened? Right, is the guy just seriously hallucinating that Jesus may have made KFC and gave him these golden tickets? Because somebody must have gave him the golden tickets. Or he, he, he must have manufactured them himself. Or is there an absolute troll king cutting about behind KFC dressed like Jesus, finding druggies, 
Selling them gold tickets and saying, if you sell these, I'll take you to my planet made of drugs. I'm not going to give you money for drugs just now. I'll fly you to a planet made entirely of drugs if you can sell these golden tickets for me. It's fucking KFC Jesus they've got to be looking for. It's, yeah, and also the fact that there's so many morons walking around buying these fucking things. <laughs> see if it's like, see if it's like one of those, you know how like uh, the Simpsons episode when it was like, give a dollar to Mr. Happy or whatever it is to buy happiness, and it was like, see, right, see, see if it was like a pound, something daft like that, a pound. Say, right, you know what, a pound for effort, here you go. Give me a golden ticket for heaven, or just in case, you know. But see when it's a hundred quid, you're like, nah, mate, nah. <laughs> I don't even know if I would, I don't even know if I'd part with a pound for a golden ticket to heaven. <laughs> tell me, tell me that the solid gold ticket gets you a space in Stevie's spaceship to the drug planet for a pound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's worth a punt. <laughs> even then, actually, I'd probably still drive the baby alligator. Can you imagine the things you can do with a baby alligator? No. Walk it about. I walk it about. Like, aye. Just say for oh, do you want to see? Do you want to see my my kitten? And they're looking. Oh, it's an alligator. Oh, they get a fright. You can like you, you can wrestle it and make people think you're really really strong because you've wrestled an alligator. If you get the camera angle right and make it look really big, uh, you could like get micro machine cars and put the alligator in and take pictures and it would look like Godzilla like destroying cars and cities. But it's just this baby alligator. The thing is, though, are endless. The baby alligator is going to grow into a full-size alligator, and that's when you're, you know, that's when you're not having fun. Nah, man. It's like if you put a, if you put a big fish in a wee tank, it'll never get that much bigger than the tank. The bigger the tank, the bigger the fish. So if you just keep the baby alligator in like a wee Tupperware, it's never going to get any bigger. I, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I see you've got the same logic as uh, Tito. <laughs> Tito and Amanda. <laughs> I think I'm just going to live my entire life with Tito and Amanda's logic because that is a much funner place to be than real life. Do you know what? Sometimes you just hear about these people who have just gave up. They've just like full and gave up society and just like, you know what? Fuck it. That's what it is. That's what it is, mate. Selling tickets to heaven and what? Whatever. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what, what are they going to do, right? They arrest you for selling these tickets, right? They can't really put you in prison because idiots bought them. Yeah, no, exactly. So technically, they're going to put you back out in the street with the money because you actually sold a good for cash. So that money is still yours. You're out in the world with all that money. This type of outlook in life that there is a planet made entirely of drugs that you can get flown to by Stevie. That that is a like. Do you know what? That yeah, is it doesn't way sound better like than stress. The, yeah, no stress. The horrors yeah. that are going on in the world today. And these guys are cutting about behind yeah. KFC thinking they're talking to Jesus. Yeah, I know. Yeah, just completely detached from reality and just, you know, live your best life. You know, I'm yeah. up for it. I'm getting, sometimes I get really close to just doing that. <laughs> Is it every time you go to KFC? Yeah. Just thinking, fuck, I could just hang out the back here. I don't need to go home. Yeah. Just yeah. selling tickets to heaven. You see, you can't, you can't sell tickets to heaven. You say, how can I know Jesus gave them? No, you're lying. Jesus didn't give you tickets he said you believe in God and it's in the middle of the Bible built in America so like well he- heck yeah I believe in God I said well then prove it that he exists well I, I just have faith I said well have faith that Jesus gave me these tickets you want one <laughs> have faith in me he's <laughs> <laughs> a baby alligator because do you know what I would trust a man with a baby alligator yeah and I think there's no way you're doing anything shady somebody who's entrusted you with a baby alligator you must be the real deal yeah mental anyway that was weird shit we find on the internet 
Enjoy it. That's a good, yeah, that's a good segment. <laughs> which brings us to the close of the show. Uh, if you are following the Facebook page or Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that, you'll see that there is now a Scotland vs. Evil book club that we've launched. It's I don't know if to try and get us all to read more or because people seem to really fucking love books and we didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so every two months, the group will uh, give, kind of nominate a book and we'll put it in a poll and everyone will vote. And then that is the book that you can read if you want for the next two months. You can jump onto Goodreads uh, and search for Scotland versus Evil Book Club. Uh, and join in with any book discussions even if you just want to know what the book is so you can read it, you don't have to talk about it or jump into the flick chat the join code is Scotland vs Evil where people will also be talking in there or on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram and it should get updated read a wee bit more because I really need to read a wee bit more Scott really needs to read anything, just something <laughs> The thing is I will be not a uh promising that I am going to read the books that you all pick but it seems to be there's a lot of people that's already jumped in this good reads and are all over reading that the people actually like, enjoy reading so I just I'll jump in and out I'll I'll, uh, I'll look at the cliff notes <laughs> uh, so it'll be good more ways to interact and make the community of Scotland vs Evil that wee bit tighter so not only are we watching amazing incredible five star movies like Tetsuo the Iron Man we're also reading amazing brilliant five star books like I can literally think of no book off the top of my head yeah Harry Potter the Chamber of Secrets yeah although <laughs> people are saying that um, she's a bit racist these days so yeah I think she I think she's went full off half the rules I think she met Jesus buying KFC yeah so if that sounds like it's up your street then jump onto Goodreads and join the book club and let's all make each other more intelligent the thespians that we we deserve to be yes yes <laughs> and uh, we will be back in two weeks with episode 117 which is Scott's pick so if you're really 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 wanting to watch Tetsuo 2 you're going to have to wait another two weeks <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you picked your movie yet? I haven't no but I'm going to make a good one I say this every week but I'm going to make a good one yeah uh, I can't wait. What have you got on uh, this week? Anything planned? Um, this week I am just going to... I've got the Sky Guy coming on Wednesday. Getting Sky Q. And other right. than that, I'm just going to be probably watching Love Island every night. <sighs> Do you know what? Put me in a room with Tito over you any day <laughs> of the week. <laughs> Fucking Love Island. Anyway, so we'll see you guys for episode 117. See you. See you later. Yeah.